ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host as always. Joining me to oh, talk about uh, a very up and down last seven days for Rangers. First of all, from the deep south, Mason Stewart. You right, Colin? Davey, Graham, um, thanks for having me back on. Um, only Rangers could give you the highs of Thursday to the lows of yesterday and that second half. But one thing's for sure, we'll be back um, cheering them on Wednesday. You know what, mate? I kind of get it. Like, so Rangers enjoying themselves on the big European stage. I mean, I remember going to Magaluf for my first boys' holiday and having a great time and coming home and checking my bank balance and that's fucking brought me right down the earth. It's effectively the same thing that's happened to Rangers. Um, just... Just can he keep the high after Europe? Um, another man who's had many a trip over his day, Davy Pollock. Thanks for coming on, mate. Oh, thank you, Colin and Graham and Mason. How he's doing, boys? I, uh, as you said, uh, it's going from one extreme to the other. Eh? It's a, it's a tale of two, two each draws here, you know, and how the, the same result b- brings, you know, completely different emotions. Uh, down to earth with a bump yesterday. I mean, after, you know, initially a, a good first half, but uh, we just didn't see the second half coming, but by Christ, it was a, it was a hard landing. And bringing, rounding off the uh, the foursome tonight, Captain Positivity of the Gallant Few himself, this will be a right testy. <laughs> how glass half full you can be, Graham Campbell. All right, boys, how's it going? Uh, I don't know how positive I'll be tonight, I'm not going to lie to you after the Rangers to Kane Willery to result yesterday, so we'll dissect and, and see what we make of it. Aye, so that's enough for play, let's just get right in about it boys, that's um, not the result we wanted or needed yesterday, um, Celtic drawing nothing each away from Hibs, uh, away to Hibs, sorry, Mason we. In, in title runs, run-ins in the past when one team plays before the other doesn't get a good result. I think it's very telling on how the other team reacts to that and it's not the reaction I wanted for Rangers yesterday. No, we, I didn't see um, them dropping points at all yesterday. I thought that would be a comfortable 2-3-0 win. So we'll get the news that they've dropped points. You know, we, we were already on a higher from Thursday night. Um, and I, I expected that to sort of carry on, and um, yeah, it was just that was that's what makes it ten times worse. To be honest, that we we didn't we didn't kick on and go and get three points, and um, you know close the gap and put the pressure 
really on them. You know, we should be going uh, top of the league Saturday night um, by two points. Instead, you know, at best, we're still going to be behind on, on goal difference. So, um, I, you know, so it's, it's, it's tough to take. But, um, yeah, do you know what's mad with, with a first-half performance yesterday? I'm sure we'll get onto it. But um, that's I think that's the best, one of the best first half, like, first half we've seen under Gio. Um, and then with one of the worst. So that just shows about this Rangers team at the minute. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, and it is, it is worrying, um, the form in the league at the moment. David, Mason makes a very good point and it's probably, it probably adds to the frustration. So we're absolutely going to rip apart the second half. But the first half, Rangers, they were up for it. They didn't have the post-European hangover. First 20 minutes, they were creating chances, didn't quite uh, get through, but they persevered, persevered, and then took two goals very well. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, we came out the blocks yesterday because I think we almost scored in one and a half minutes. It was uh, with some chances really early doors. So, I mean, everything's going. We went into the stadium yesterday on a, on a high, you know, here's a chance to, to lump some pressure onto them, take advantage of their wee slip at Easter Road. Uh, we started very well, absolutely dominating the game. And uh, we've scored a f- couple of goals. You know, we're 2-0 up in 22 minutes. And, and we, I'm sitting there speculating, five today, we'll score five. You know, and it was all going uh, swimmingly. We were uh, totally in control of that game. Uh, and and just came off the rails, you know. And we in the latter half of the first half, you know, we, we were still creating chances. You know, you're thinking, you know, gosh, I hope get a third the third just finishes the game, uh, but you know, still got the second half to come. Shooting into the Copeland, set, set, but a shoot in for a couple of goals here, and then uh, hit the buffers. So, Graham, it was a, a, a criticism of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst early on um, in the year that. Rangers were going one 0 up and then setting off teams, so that. I don't know if it was necessarily Van Bronckhorst's fault, but the buck always does stop at the manager. And in the first half yesterday, we, we Sakala gets a second, um, we, we had a tremendous finish, and I, I do need to point out, I thought Kent was excellent in the first half yesterday, um, setting up both goals. Going into the second half, I'm kind of torn to, like, how much an issue I see this being, because we did drop the tempo a bit, but Surely we don't need to go and get four, five goals against Motherwell. He win at home. That's I, I don't really know where he. Uh, I, I don't know how much blame we put on the decision to drop the tempo. I'm not having this off the rails second half chat. We um we could have put this game to bed. We had a keeper who was informing second half, and unfortunately we have a keeper who's cost us a game. We had over 70% of possession yesterday. We had nearly 30 shots to Motherwell's, what, four or five. We have a goalkeeper who's practically thrown the ball in the net for maybe four out of the last five away games, who's costing his points left, right and centre. I love Alan McGregor, um, and he got the praise he deserved last season because last season he was a goalie who was winning his 10 or 12 points in the league. This season... For whatever bizarre reason, he's undroppable. We've had Barisic out of form, who's been brought out of the team. We've had Kamara, who lost his place in the team. Obviously, he was back yesterday, but in general, in the general sense, he was pulled out of the team. Gio gave 
hitting a, a wee run in the team. He wasn't good enough. He showed that, and he got pulled out of the team for whatever reason. Geo finds McGregor undroppable, and I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable with him in goals now. We've got a keeper who will not come and claim crosses, and we've got a keeper who flat out cost us two goals yesterday. We can talk about the team going off the rails. I just don't buy it. I don't see it. Was our performance as good as the first half? No, I'm not saying it was. But we have a goalie who should have made two saves yesterday, and we win the game two 0 That's 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 the be all and end all. Yeah, the defenders probably could have done a wee bit better, but I'm sorry. Last line, your defence has to be doing better, and it's not good enough anymore. He's cost his goals against Hearts, against Ross County. He's cost us the game yesterday. So look, we can. Yeah, you're right. The buck stops at Geo, but it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. No way. Graham, and on the on the second goal in particular that Motherwell scored, the defending that uh, we between Goldson and Tavernier that was was straight from the playground. To, for that guy to actually get a, the opportunity to have a strike on goal, obviously McGregor, I mean, he's so narrow and, and, and he's been beaten. I don't think the guy could have put that ball in his hand any better. You know, it was within a half an inch of the post, but that goal was that smacked of pure panic defending when, when the ball arrived at the other side of the box. And between Tavani and Goldson, they spectacularly fucked it up. And then the boy just drove it past McGregor, who should have saved it, to be honest. But the McGregor's certainly not been helped by some of the chaps in front of him because in, it was panic stations at that point. We've got 14 minutes to go and you could see that any time Mother will get in the box, it was we were doing the Keystone Cops routine. It was just daft. <clears throat> daft. Mason, where do you sit in the, uh, on where we're putting the blame? Is it, is it down, more down to individual errors or... The what I was saying earlier, Graham. This whole the team dropping off because I totally get no tactics or no formation or no team talk in the world can account for stupid mistakes like that. But these mistakes tend to keep on happening when we're in a winning position, and so uh, that that is my issue. Is it a mentality? Is it complacency? Uh, I really don't know. I, th- I think it's a mentality thing. To be honest, I think we're we're seeing these mistakes week in, week out in a minute. With the goals we're we're conceding, um, I agree. I agree with Graham on McGregor. He's got to come out now. But as as Davy rightly says, the defending from Goldson and Tavernier is Sunday league stuff. I don't know if it's they think they're better than what they are, and he can't get past them. He's, he twists them both inside out twice, um, and the first goal is even worse for me because Lundstrom plays a really slow pass out to Bassi. Bassi loses it, and the guy completely skins uh, Lundstrom. But Goldson's miles away from me he's got to be getting over and McGregor's nowhere it's just it's just too easy we're so easy to score against um, you know we see it Ross County we conceded three we conceded three at Parkhead we conceded a poor goal last weekend it's got to stop defensive win titles as we've seen last season with a defensive record we had that's, that's, that's what won us the title last season you know we've already conceded seven goals more this season and we've still got ten games to go so that is for me that's that's where it is. Um, but I thought the attitude second half was all wrong. To be honest, once they scored, I didn't I didn't see the same Rangers as I did first half. And Gio needs to take a, a bit of the blame now. I thought Balogun should have been on once once they scored the first goal. Get a proper centre half in. Get control of the midfield because Kamara, Aribo and Arfield, Aribo and Arfield looked absolutely done on their feet. First, you know that probably took a lot out of them. But Lundstrom should have gone in the midfield, won the midfield, uh, get a proper centre half on, and then just control it. 
just control it. And uh, that was what we was doing under Gio before Christmas. We weren't scoring many goals, but we was controlled, keeping a zero, as you always said. Since the break, it's it's not been that at all. And it, yeah, it's really, really disappointing. Graham, uh, I think I put in the chat yesterday, uh, oh yeah, after the game, and I'm probably going to hold myself up for a lot of criticism here, but when the, when the team was announced, I could understand the the lonesome at centre half. I could I could get I could see why he was doing it. But what I didn't quite take into account is how much Lonesome and Jack have been controlling the tempo. So I get the idea if you can have um John Lonesome coming out for his centre half, a game where you're gonna have a lot of the ball, help play play through the lines. But what we lacked, um, especially when we motherwell uh, got the, the first goal back. We lacked a driving force in midfield. Um, I don't know. How, how do you justify this with, with, with Van Bronckhorst? Helander's back. Bassi is there. Barris should have went to left back. Barrigan. I think Noe, Mason's right. Noe do it at any point throughout the game when we were looking shaky. I think, I think you justify it by the first half performance. I think... If the game finishes like that, people are saying it was a it was a great move, and you could see it. Of course, you could. Yeah, there was some. This person had a couple of doubts in terms of okay, we're moving Lindstrom when we've also not got Jack playing. So you've taken you've taken our two best midfielders from from the last from the last few games, and they're both now out the middle of the park. Of course, that's going to have. Um, that's going to have an impact. However, that first half, we absolutely squished it. Lundstrom squished it. We dominated the game. We played, we dominated the whole game. We've had a couple of absolute howlers um, again, and it keeps happening. Unfortunately, yeah, I totally agree with the boys. The defence, I get it. It was Sunday league stuff. My point is, again, we're talking about a goalie. And I'm sorry, I'll not stop boiling down to, we've got a goalie who's, I reckon he's cost us eight points or something in the last what five five games or, or four away games. I'm not sure exactly, but it's just not good enough. So look, Lindstrom at the back was not to cause that's not why we dropped points yesterday because at half time nobody's saying that in the concourse. Not one person was talking about how bad a move that was. So we can we can boil it down to that, but that's not the reason. No, I, I think you're, you're right. I want to come back and talk about McGregor again. Um, get Davies thoughts on it, but just on the Lundstrom thing, he's no what he's no what caused the. I was a, it was a poor pass for the second goal. Um, but overall, he wasn't the overarching cause of the defensive mistakes. But when when we needed to up the tempo, when we needed to get a foothold of the game, we could have been doing with somebody like John Lundstrom in the middle of the park. I think that's the point I'm making. Uh, hopefully to replace Len Kamara, who I thought just uh, contributes hee-haw. I mean, I just don't see what uh, Glenn Kamara brings to the game. He, just, he looks to me, every inch of him, a 50k player at the moment. And if maybe have we Lundstrom in there, you know, we would have uh, dominated it, maybe even a wee bit more. But when they're crossing the ball in for the first goal, there's only one motherable player in the box. It's not as if you know, you know, you've got spoilt for options as to who I should be marking here. So the, the, the just the nature of the way we lost the goals was a bit disappointing, and and I think as Mason's alluded to, you know the mentality we should have we we should have been a bit more confident. You know we just seem to be in uh, panic mode. You know as soon as they they get into your box, probably because 
we know that we've got howlers in us, and and you know the last few results have shown that we do have howlers in us. So there is a you know there's no calmness there when when the ball does arrive in the box because I think they, they know collectively that they're vulnerable. Thank Christ, are they vulnerable? We saw it two instances yesterday. Despite you know as as Graham has said, we'll be we've got seventy seven percent of the possession, twenty nine shots and goal, nine on target, and 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 we end up drawing two each. Just how did that happen? How did that happen? Can I say as well, one of the narratives I completely disagree with is that um, Celtic got away with one yesterday. I think we got away with one. Um, they've they've dropped points here. Yeah, we failed to capitalise, but they could very easily have uh, <laughs> won at Easter Road. Um, they miss a chance with two minutes to go. Kevin Clancy does his best to play 98 minutes instead of 96. So... I'll absolutely not be conceding anything. I think any talk of that is absolutely insane. They are starting to run out of steam a bit. That is not going to be the last points they drop. And what I'm saying is, yes, we're dropping points just now, but we're dropping points in a manner where you know we can turn this around in a couple of games. We're not dropping points through lack of chances, through lack of effort, through some of our players just completely dropping the ball, McGregor aside. Um, we're we're playing we are playing the game very well just now, and it's just not going away. We're not getting the breaks. We're having some brain farts. It's absolutely costing us. So don't be conceding it either. So the the narrative I've been seeing, I'm just not liking it. We we got away with one yesterday, um, and it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Three points behind is absolutely nothing. And you, I would get a big positive rousing speech to you at some point in the night. I thought it'd maybe come in about the fiftieth minute when you feel you're feeling bad about berating the listeners uh, for best part of an hour, but here we are, twenty minutes in. Mason, um it it does have a bit of a point where it's is no going to be very popular to say here that we it's there's not one thing that is just wrong, I don't think. There's a lot of things that we're nearly there with, like the just switching off as a team at the wrong times, making stupid mistakes. They are not... They can cause massive problems, but they're not massive problems to fix. I think another one we do need to get a hold of, uh, and I think it will... When it clicks, it's really got to click, is we've got to start scoring goals for fun. The reason I bring this up, we've scored four goals, no, three goals or something over the last two away games, 50 chances so, uh, created, that's terrible conversion rate. Um, we're creating a lot more than what we have done, which just need to be a bit more ruthless and clinical. Yeah, no, look, I, <laughs> I agree, but it's, it's, it's mad. Like, as I said, before before Christmas, we weren't creating a lot, but we were keeping clean sheets. Now we're conceding a lot, but we're not scoring. It's just getting that, that right mix, but... Um, but no, look, nothing's nothing's lost. Um, nothing's lost at the minute. It is just three points. But I think Davies, me and Davy said last week that we we can't play our joker anymore, and we did yesterday. So literally, the last ten games, there is no margin for error now. Um, I, I agree. I agree with Graham as well. I think they will drop points, but we need to just take care of what what we can take care of, and 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 we can't be dropping any more points now. And we need to. One thing I think we have found out uh, in the last few weeks, Ryan Jack, how big Ryan Jack is. Um, the two games against Dortmund, I don't think we get through if Ryan Jack's not in the team. I think he's the leader um, in this Rangers team, and I think he was a big miss yesterday. I didn't, I wouldn't have seen that second half go that way if Ryan Jack was in there. Um, I agree with Davy as well on Glenn Kamara. 
Um, he's not a leader. I think he's one of he's more like a like a general. I think when you've got Ryan Jack in there, I think he's the leader, and and Kamara plays off that. Um, but another one that weren't even in the squad yesterday that I thought would have been perfect for that second half was Steve Davis, but he weren't even on the bench. So I don't know what's happening with him. When that game goes like that, a player that gets on the ball just just controls it. Um, so I was disappointed not to see him uh, on, on the bench yesterday as well. Davis and Jack, you're right. See when games go like that or when it starts to get a bit tight, it's a, it's a thankless task and we don't appreciate it at the time, but they do the basics so well. They just calm the game down and keep composed and they don't do anything stupid and that feeds off into the rest of the team but for the most part. Um, Davey, uh, another player that was missing, Adam Ramsey. Um, so while it's not his fault that we dropped points yesterday, I'm, I'm getting pretty fucked off that we've had so much hype around this player and he's, I don't know, I think I think I've played more football in the last three years um, than he has. It's, it's a bit disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, and because you, with such fanfare, he's arrived. You know, we've got a, a, a truly elite player and, you know, we're looking forward to getting into the team, making the difference on the part. And, and so far, you know, some cameo appearances apart. Just to come back to, to Steve Davis, you know, and and, and the, your calmness was the word you used, Colin, but I would say, you know, and, and calmness is probably correct, but what we lacked, particularly, you know, when uh, things get started to get a wee bit rough yesterday, was a bit of composure, you know, and I just thought, you know, it, it, it was, as I said before, it was kind of not quite total panic, but there was some moments in the game you just said, you know what, just slow it down and have a wee think about it here. It's not about, you know, going mad. Because when, you know, 15 minutes to go or something, they brought, they moved to five at the back. They brought on, you know, their third central defender. And we, then we started lumping the ball into the box again. You know, we're giving it to Ryan Kent and he's putting in crosses. And when they now have another big body and in, in, in they're just to bullet them away. So, uh, disappointing. But as Graham says, you know, it's it's not, uh, I mean, it, Panic stations yesterday, but we're hopefully not panic stations in total. We need uh, a bit more, but in terms of uh, composure in, in the final third, you know, picking a pass. I mean, and we've created so many chances, you know. Uh, Morelos is a couple of chalked off offside. The first one, certainly, but the second one, you know, that's uh, that's a marginal call, isn't it? Marginal. And on another day, you know, that we, we, we get the win and, and out of jail, but as we, as we said last week and, and again today, we've, we're running out of lives. You know, I think our cat has got more than nine lives because we're, uh, we, we, we should have gone and, and, and put lumped the pressure on them. Every time you slip up, we're going to be right up your arse and we, should, we had the opportunity to do that yesterday and we let them off the hook again. So, but, you know, there's 10 games to go. There'll be uh, points dropped on either side. In games coming up, and it will just be who's got the bottle for it. And I'm hoping that we have it because we need to... Uh, because in, in terms of Tavernier, you know, the last 15 minutes and, and three minutes, which Gio went nuts on the touchline, seeing the guy held up the board for three minutes, Gio went tonto. But that we need Tavernier at that point was... Uh, could not... I mean, in terms of effort, could not have done more. But what he could have done was just say, do you know what? Just calm it down a wee bit. It's all getting just a wee bit too frantic. Let's say uh, pick our passes, find a way. So we never managed it, but you know, hopefully we can 
draw the lesson from that is that it doesn't have to be a blood and thunder all the time. You know, we've got better players, we've got a better squad. Aaron Ramsey, I would hoped, would have featured in all that. And maybe uh, it's all set up for him to uh, just get changed in the phone box and burst out onto the pitch and uh, and save us, save our season, do the Superman thing for us. You said a word there, Davey, frantic, um, and we spoke about calmness and composure. Seawind is, I don't know why with this Rangers team, it's been the absolute go-to any time something goes wrong that we say the ball merchants or talk about the mentality. So I think there is a mental part of the game that we need to address, but I don't think it's bottle or character. I absolutely think you've hit the nail on the head there, Davey, by saying frantic, almost trying too hard or just making the wrong decisions. I think that's what we're, we're guilty of. And I'm, I'm going to name a fight to the master, gents. I, I still think, I still fancy for the week. Um, I'm, I'm going to die my sword here, if need be. Graham, based on, I think we've got a better squad. I think Celtic will drop points and I fancy us to, to beat Celtic when it absolutely comes down there. Yeah, I do as well. I guess, look, it's easy to say, but when, I mean, Wednesday's huge. We're at a point where we're, we're a ball here off nearly going three months without a win away in the league. Now, that is, I know obviously we've got the, we've had the winter break and all that, but still, a, whether that's a hurdle or not, I don't I don't think it is, but it's still a big thing. We, we, need, we need to go and win on Wednesday. Even if, like, it's one of those, if we don't and they don't drop points, it's getting to the point where if they do drop points, sorry, it's, there could be these swings and roundabouts. It doesn't matter. It's more for our mentality. We need to go and win on Wednesday. We absolutely need to. St John's having a wee bit of resurgence as well. Go there, fucking ming on Wednesday night. We're not great at McDermott Park. Certainly recently, it's it's one of those places for us that's not it's not great. So it is massive tomorrow. However, um, eh, sorry, what Wednesday? Um, it is huge and. I really think if we if we perform like we have been, I do think we'll win. We just need to watch those defensive hiccups and hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, John McLaughlin starts. Davey, I just want your quick opinion. Um, I think Mason and Graham are both in agreement that McLaughlin, uh, maybe time for him to come in. What's your thoughts on it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I'm as indicated earlier, you know, if, if if he's out of form, he's out of the team. That's it. You know, so there's no, uh, you know big egos, you know, it's too big for Rangers. You know, if you're not doing it, you, then you're not in the team. You know, and we, we mentioned it last week, you know, he's, that he's obviously been with, you know, 20 years since he made his debut at the weekend. You know, obviously he's wee stint down south, but obviously he's become something of a, maybe a Rangers icon. And that, you know, maybe we, we, we can't take him out. It would be seen as, you know, disrespectful, disloyal, whatever you, you want to skin it. Absolutely not. If he's if he's cost us this many points, how many more has he got left? Out John McLaughlin. And John McLaughlin, is it, at the moment, save a pair of hands. John McLaughlin, please. I think um, it's, it's a real, real sore point when, for a lot of fans suggesting that we we drop Alan McGregor and I think it's because of that loyalty but there's been better Rangers players than him who have came to the end of their career it's just unfortunately we're seeing the scene seeing Alan McGregor coming to the end and I think it is harder to take because he he, he was an anonymous and 
anomaly last year, easy for me to say. He had no right performing that well at that age, and you know that makes it a bit tougher. But well, he, he is still a talented keeper. He's a great shot stopper. But you're right. I think McLaughlin will bring that consistency that we need for the running. Mason, um, I'd, I'd be shocked if there wasn't a few changes coming into Wednesday. Um, let's start with the back line. Uh, for me. I wouldn't change either full full back. The question for me is just who starts alongside Connor Golston at centre half. Well, we don't know why Helanda wasn't. Uh, Ogio said yesterday was he, he was unavailable, so we don't know if that's. I've read today that it could be COVID. So if it is, then um, we won't see him for a while. But I don't know that. Obviously, know that for definite. But uh, I'd expect Balogun to come in uh, Wednesday. Um, and uh, I'm hoping uh, Jack's in there with with Lundstrom, and then you've got the base. You've got the base to go and to go and win the game, but just yeah about you know making changes. Gio he needs to because we we said about you know Kent second half. I thought he looked really tired. Um, our field I, I thought he looked absolutely knackered on Thursday. To be honest, I was surprised he started. Um, Aribo's another one um, played so much football uh, recently as well when he when he went away with Nigeria. Come back hasn't really hit the form, but. You know, we need to we need to use the squad more. And and I was so surprised yesterday that it took us 82 minutes to, to make a change. Um, I couldn't I couldn't believe that actually. I thought I thought maybe even at two 0 at half time. I know we've got hindsight's a great thing, but can freshen it up. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and uh, we let he, he left it that late to, to bring Roof on. But I think it, I think in a minute with, with the goal situation, I'd, I'd like to see Roof in the team a little bit more because I think he does bury the chances that, that we're creating. Um, I'm getting the impression that Gio don't really like Roof, but I still think that he's the best finisher. Now the foe's gone, he's, he's the best finisher we've got. So let's try and get him in a team and try and get him the goals that, that he that he got last season that, that fired us to the title. Graham, I know you're a big fan of uh, Came Out of, and I think Mason stole the words out of your mouth there, the best finisher at the club. You've been quoted saying that many a time. Um, I think Mason makes a really good point in terms of middle of front that. It's no maybe necessarily a case uh, who's best suited, but I think who who's got the legs because the likes of Kent, Arfield, they're able, they did look tired on Wednesday, so uh, I don't know who. For me personally, I'd, I'd like Jack and Lundstrom and, and other in the middle of the park, and then I'm really unsure who goes up front with Morelos. Yeah, um, Ruth. I'd start Roof pretty much every game if I could. I really think I've said it so many times. If he stays fit, if he avoids suspension, all that above, he is your 30 goal a season. A breeze, the guy is lethal, man. He starts, I would play Kent Morelos, I'd play Lindstrom, Jack, and Aribo. I'd play Balligan at the back tomorrow if possible. I feel like St. Johnson, when we play them, they tend to play their pacey players like O'Halloran. He didn't start against Ross County at the weekend, but I'd expect to see him start. One of those guys that has a good game against us. Cal Mendry's a big boy up front, quite pacey, quite strong. Um, I think just some of their pace up front, I would expect maybe to see Balligan, uh, Balligan tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I would agree, Goldson, Tavernier, Bassey. Um, and then maybe McLaughlin, and I think that's probably what will go. I'll be surprised if we don't start Roof. Although saying that as well, I mean, look, Sakala did have a have a really strong game. He's he is one of those players. I think we all love him. Um, but I cannot believe that's look. I'm not. I'm not. I think I said at the start of the call. 
it wasn't down to Geo in my opinion yesterday, but yes, he should have made a, a change beforehand and the change was a wrong one. Bringing on Ruth for Sakaar, just I just don't understand that change yesterday. I feel like Arfield should have been coming off. Um, maybe put Kent, maybe more central and bind, and then maybe brought in Diallo. What have we got this kid for? I get it wasn't great away to Dundee United, but still we're looking for a goal we're chasing games. One one substitute wasn't great. But yeah, I would expect Ruth to come in. We'll see, I guess, but it's huge, man. It's such a huge game. Davey, I think we've seen the best and the worst days to Cara at times yesterday. Um, at his best, he's reactive. He goes with his gut, he's instinctive, whether that's running past a player, getting to the byline, cutting it back, or just that snapshot. He's got talent there. Where I think he falls down, and I said this in the post-match yesterday, is if he's got too much time to think, he overthinks it and um, just runs himself into the ground or runs it out of the park. Um, I'll be honest, I probably would like to see him start, um, despite everything I've just said there, just because he's, I don't know, I, I, I think he, he brings a different energy that we probably need going into Wednesday night. Well, I think the, I don't know if it's the worst or the best thing you can say about him, is that he's unpredictable, because you know sometimes uh, his feet you know, just don't quite operate at the same speed as his head. So, you know, he's cracking chances, and I think, again, maybe it's, it's, it's that word composure again, pick one out, don't always have a slash at it. Because some of the shots we were, the 29 shots we had yesterday would have been Sakala bloatering it into Rosette. So it's it's about quality as much as quantity. So lift your head fashion, pick someone out, and and you know that's uh, that's what's required. So I mean the the verdict on on Joe Aribo arrived you know, when when three minutes to go or something announced the man of the match and when Joe Aribo's name. Was, was announced, you know, the, there was a collective groan. And I was like, who, who picked Joe Aribo as the man of the match yesterday? It was, uh, I just don't know. I mean, in, in Arfield, I think uh, Mason's point, you know, I think people look tired. Uh, Aribo, uh, Scott Arfield, but I could see Scott Arfield making the same runs, you know, from in, in the first half. Didn't really appear. They did obviously pack the defence in the second half, so there wasn't that, that space anymore. The ball just didn't arrive to him. But we uh, we certainly created enough chances. But we need to. Uh, I would have uh, been looking to the bench far earlier, as Mason said, far earlier in the eighty-two minutes. But I would have thought, you know, this might be the time where, where uh, we 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 choose Lowry and 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 put him on in the midfield and say, do you know what? Now's the time to shine. Who are you? Who are you in that? So when we've got fourteen minutes to go, plus the, the three minutes, you know, and we're, we're at two each. We're playing. We're now playing against an utterly packed defence. I'd have been. I'd have been selecting made two or three changes. We've got five subs. I would utilise the, the size of the squad. Change it. We've got fifteen minutes to go here. Plus, what's added on, and they uh, have a go at them. So, and it's strange because Gio's been. He's been fairly good with the the subs he's made. Of have changed games. I think. Uh, I think the other night against Dortmund was. Um, Another example. Um, so I was so surprised that he let it run, but again, I think he's maybe. I think he was trying out for just somebody to take hold of the midfield and look into the bench. You've only really got Lowry there, um, unless you bring on a centre half and move John Lundstrom forward. Um, but for, so I think we're all in agreement. 
a few changes much needed on Wednesday night away at St Johnston and let's get this fucking little lead running back into Axe Rangers uh, but I think as Graham has said <clears throat> the biggest change is going to be the goalkeeper if we can lose you know stop the, the, the leaking of, of you know when they have what four or five shots and goal and score two goals and the same was true of as Ross County you know if we don't address that problem the tinkering about and, and the rest of the team you know is a uh, it's very much at the margin. The goalkeeping issue is fundamental. So, I'm going to move on, gents, because more for my own sanity, I think yeah, if the more we dissect it, I, I think I'll probably miss kick-off on Wednesday night. We could spend that much talking about it. But let's end the show on a high. All right? Mason, Let's talk about Thursday night. Uh, you and I obviously were on the uh, Ibrox, but I think you would have had a better night than me. So before the boys tell us how electric it was, talk us through how much you enjoyed Thursday night, what you'd go up to for it. Yeah, it was, it was. That's the thing. This team, that's what they're capable of. Do you know what I mean? And and and, and whilst we're on the on the point before I start about Dortmund um, with, with Gio, the change he made at half time against Dortmund was like a fresh air because. We didn't get that under Gerard. Uh, he he, he per- played that 4-3-3. He wouldn't change it. Gio, see it at half-time, went, right, let's go to a back five. And it completely changed the game for us. Um, and I was really pleased with that. But no, look, I can't knock can't the players. For the two performances against Dortmund, to score six goals against them, um, as I said, I thought second half at Ibrox, we were... We were we were really good and really unlucky not to to win the win the game. You know, I don't know how VAR doesn't show the referee the, the you know the Morelos uh, winner. Um, so we should be talking about two wins against Dortmund. Never mind putting them out. But um, oh, Ibrox looks unreal. I was I was so jealous watching them celebrations um, Thursday night. It looked absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, no, yeah. As much as it is disappointing and and, and leagues at the bread and butter for us, you know that is some two results that we've got there because no one gives us a chance uh, especially living in England down here we got completely written off so I had a, a brilliant night Thursday night Kicking about Friday morning with your smug tie on I bet you good on you mate Graham talk us through what, what was the light being at the game on Thursday night um, I mean I don't live in England and I wrote us off against Dortmund before these two ties. So, so um, <laughs> I didn't think we had our own now, but there you go. Uh, Thursday night was, um, I think, the best night I've had at, the best night I've had at Ibrooks. I think uh, I've, I've managed to go to a lot of special nights in my time. My time was just after your, your Palmer's and that oak, so David Pollock can talk about that one. I'm sure he was there. Um, however, from 2003 04, I've I've managed to go to a lot of special European nights, but but that really was unbelievable. That was absolutely special. One of those nights, you know, where you're standing the whole game, no matter where you're sitting in the ground, um, the, the back and the players got the fans were unbelievable. And do you know what? It was great to have. I know there was a wee bit of, wee bit of issue before the game, but it was great to have. Um, a, a fan base in the end as well. It does add to the atmosphere. They add the flares out there doing some singing. It's always good when you get to shut them up as well when you score. You know, it's um, it was an unbelievable night. I just I, my heart. I thought I'd, I was having a heart attack a couple of times. <laughs> it was uh, it was amazing, man. You you missed it. You missed it that damn COVID day. Eh? I know, but I I get what you mean. Like it was uh, so we. It got to two each, and well, so what that was, what, 6-4 in aggregate, was it? Um, 
and I still, no matter Oh, no matter how much was left in the clock, I'm still so nervous. It's like that post old firm match feeling, or oh, like towards the end. Even when we were beating Celtic three 0 last year, whatever, I still got that gut wrenching feeling until the final whistle goes. Something bad's going to happen. I, I was standing up in the living room, fucking watching it until like for the last two minutes. Just like, what am I watching, Davy? How does this rank um, in terms of? The, the nights you've had at Ibrox and the European results you've seen Rangers have? Hey, well, I've seen lots of them, you know, from the 70s, probably on European games. You know, I think the first game I was ever at European time was Ankara Gusu of Turkey, which I think was 1973. So, but I was at the Kiev game, Parma game, you know, absolutely all special nights, you know, truly uh, up there because the, uh, some really good teams have come to the Ibrox. You know, uh, Inter Milan, the night we played Inter Milan and we beat them 3-1 and we were within a hair's breadth of uh, dumping them, uh, which, and we need Rummenigge and, you know, there's some great top quality players. And, but uh, I would say that last Thursday was certainly in the top five. The the atmosphere is I mean, just the, the collective will of the fans. And I think maybe we need for it to be, you know, for everyone to be in it together. It's the underdog thing. You know, we're not, you know, red hot favourites. You know, this is on a knife edge. You can go either way, and the support just respond to that. Uh, and it was truly special when the second one went in, uh, and when he just leathered it in, the place went tonto. We did. I mean, and I'm glad that uh, the camera on the club deck was there when it was zooming along because it, I, I don't know how I can do it, but if I get that in slow mo, I'm sure I'll be able to pick me out because I'm in row H, so it would, it would have whittled across my head at some point. Of course, we were oblivious to it. But the last uh, 15 minutes, I spent far too much time looking at the clock. I'm looking at it and just willing it to go down, willing it. But uh, I mean, I think they've got to a point, you know, maybe 80 something minutes, early 80 minutes that, that I think they chucked it. I think, you know, they went through the motions, but I think they realised the task is now too big for us with with so little time left. So we didn't really get the kind of Alamo ending to it, you know, where we're, you know, heading them off the line. And so we, we at the end, we saw it through comfortably. But again, you know, in, indicative of the atmosphere and, and, and the attitude and the mood of the support was everyone stayed to the man right to the end, you know, for for our wee heartwarming rendition of I'm feeling it and because it was uh, but those are special moments at Ibrooks. We get them far too rarely, but uh, but when they do come, you just lap it up. Lap it up. I was I was absolutely buzzing coming out that ground on Thursday night, skipping out the door. One thing I will say is um yeah atmosphere Davies told it right obviously it was up there but see in terms of players you get to see it Ibrooks, by the way, Jude Bellingham is easily he is for eight, for his age, you know that. We've seen Messi and I th- what um, Raquel is my favourite player that I've ever seen. Ibrooks, the guy was unbelievable, like just unbelievable. My heart was in my mouth every time I had the ball. But um, Jude Bellingham for his age, the way he talks in interviews and all that, the guy is unbelievable. I tell you what, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if he was Scottish, if he played for Rangers, the lot just geese it all. I mean, Mason sitting there. Got this boy can't even get on the pitch for England most of the time. He's <laughs> he's a, unbelievable. Like he's just by far the best young player I've ever seen. Anyway, uh, a cracking player. What a what an unbelievable watch he was. Yeah, you asked on uh, when we played in the 
uh, Super Cup final against Ajax when we won the Cup Winners' Cup. And uh, was Ajax came in, they had Niskins and Cruyff at the time, eh? so you can imagine uh, we were biting our fingernails that night. They did beat us, but it wasn't the total pacing that we most of us expected. So we did kind of hold our own. See if we ever do a gallant few top jumps. We just know Davey's got to run away with it. There's Graham talking about Rakelmi was unbelievable that night, and Davey Pollock dishing out the old Johan Cruyff. There's no, no getting past you, mate, is there? Well, when you've been around as long as I have, uh, you, you know, you've seen quite a few. Uh, well, Maradona as well, Hamden. And... Fucking hell, we'll need to get you on for another interview here, by the way. <laughs> Davey's favourite players, that's, that'd be a good lesson. Yeah, well, when, that was at the time, you know, when Rangers and uh, being a, a Scotland fan, was you were allowed to do that. When, uh, I mean, in 70, I think it was 73, 74, Scotland played Brazil and we'd uh, Revelino and Jerzino. You know, and Derek Johnson it was who scored the only goal of the game. Unfortunately, he scored it for Brazil. <laughs> so <laughs> nil defeat. Yeah. And then more days. Well, I think that's a nice wee uh nice wee moment to round it off and gents, it's it's not been all doom and gloom because, you know, we all we're all still Fairly confident Rangers can pull this back and I see when you think back to Thursday night what this team's capable of, how can you delve right us off? So just before I ask just for your goodbyes and predictions, just a wee bit of housekeeping. Um, just a wee bit of name dropping here. My new best pal, Michael Beale, he came on the pod uh, last week. Um, he came on and kindly answered these 10 questions um, and we even got a wee name drop for Andy Fuff on the pod. And for a change, it wasn't me bigging up Andy Fuff. I've also got David Edgar coming on this Friday. Um, and hopefully the next few weeks after that, a few few other special guests. So just keep your eyes peeled on the interviews coming out. Always left to, left to do is thank my three guests for the night. I'd rather have you three over Michael Bale any day. He's, well, we're not quite best pals yet. They've no overtain you. First of all, Mason, thanks very much for joining us, mate. No, thanks for on again. Um, hopefully we're talking about a, a, better, a couple of results next time we're all on um, and a couple of wins domestically. Um, but, you know, we, we're not at this title race yet, so uh, let's, let's try and stay positive. And what's your result for Wednesday night? Um, I'm going to go with a 2-0. Um, I've got Flynn back in and keeps a clean sheet. There you go. Davey, always a pleasure, mate. Never a chore. Well, on Wednesday, I'm hoping that our new super-duper uh, goalkeeper will keep the zero and uh, lead us to a 3-0 win. Uh, we need to we need to get just back in the saddle, lads. You know, this ain't over till it's over, and we will fight till the day is done. So, let's go. Is that enough cliches for you? <laughs> Love it, man. Honestly, like, I, I, I was dreading... Big, Pressing the record button tonight, and now I've I can't wait for the game between you and the big man. And last but not least, Graham, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Yeah, cheers for having us. Um, and mark my words, we're going to go to McDermott Park on Wednesday and Hurst and Johnson 4 1. McLaughlin's not going to keep his clean sheet, probably because it'll be McGregor that won't keep his clean sheet, <laughs> but uh, it'll be 4 1 Rangers. And just remember, even if the league isn't going to go our way and we don't win a title. And we've got Seville there as a backup when we get there. So look, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. We're still in that as well. So I keep the faith. 
Ah, yes, it's a nice feeling knowing we're going to be in the Champions League either way, either through winning the Europa League or winning the league. Um, um, I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go one 0 Rangers. I think um, it'll be a scrappy first half, and but I think we're just going to edge over the line. But I tell you what, getting that goal, that even if it's a 91st minute winner, that'll be the spark that gets us on the run. Heard it here first. So, but thank you all for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure. We are the people. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.